Tidian listeners, welcome to this week in interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. It's Wednesday and, and it's the highlight of my week, uh, spending an hour or so with you on radio, uh, having interesting conversations with persons who have accomplished so much and who have so much information and knowledge to share. And I get to share those um, conversations with you. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to that on a Wednesday night. So, so welcome back. Um, I hope you had a great week, and um, I, I hope you have your your drinks, your refreshments, or whatever it is that you you do when you listen to this week in interview. Because this week is going to be a, a very interesting um, conversation. Uh, we we all know uh, Dominica has been in the news almost incessantly in the last um, week or so. Uh, first with the budget address and, and a number of issues that came out of the budget as as um, people tried to analyze the priorities of the government as spelled out in the in the budget uh, and then and then the announcement by the prime minister and the formal announcement that Ross University was pulling out of Dominica after four decades um, with a, med- a medical school located in the north of Dominica and that just, um, re- resulted in a ground swell of discussion and, and, and conclusions and some, you know, nobody liked, liked the, um, the news and, but some people, uh, are predicting more effects than others. So I thought that, um, it would be a good idea to get a perspective from on the ground, uh, ground zero, as I would, as I would call it. And so my guest tonight on this week in interview, um, is Mr. Uh, we call he, he commonly known, affectionately known in Dominica as Washway, um, Washway Douglas, and he is a former mayor of Portsmouth, and we know Portsmouth uh, as I want to call it is the ground zero for the activities at Ross. Um, before I I go to him though, I, I want to do a quick word from our sponsor, and when when I come back, I will be live on the phone with Mr. Washway Douglas all the way from Dominica. And um, also, we are going to be joined um, a little later in the show by, by a couple of concerned citizens, they call themselves citizens in the diaspora, who also would like to chime in in the conversation. So let's, let's take care of business quickly, and then when we come back, we're going to launch into one of, I, what, what, one of my most anticipated conversations on this weekend interview. The best of kings, the very best of kings on Labor Day weekend, September 1st, 2018 at the Tropical Paradise, 1367 Utica Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, featuring Out of the Nature Isle, Checo, JD, Psy, Lugas, Crunter, Hunter, Super L, Rabbit, Ventura, NC, Ladies, Jali, and Singing Janice, Wizard, Hurricane, not the Hurricane Maria, the Cleve Jean-Jacques Hurricane, eight-time monarch, nice! And the reigning monarch, King Paul! Backed up by Lambert and the Matadors of Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, T and G. And from Wadadli and Tiga, Onion from the ever-popular Burning Flames with the Onion Effect Band. Alongside Big Ben! Big Ben! Come 
see the cream of the crop at their best at the Calypso Best of Kings, September 1st, 2018, Tropical Paradise, Brooklyn, New York. Tickets only $40, more at the gate. Please call the following numbers in the following areas to book your tickets. Boston, Massachusetts, 617-785-4206. Houston, Texas, 214-229-5553. Toronto, Canada, 416-894-9754. Dominica, 767-235-6824. For online purchasing, visit islandeventtickets.com. islandeventtickets.com. For all other information, call 917-865-6393 or 281-701-1589. Or you can call 767-235-7800. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't afford to miss this. A ruthless Dominican New York We come in by Larry's Larry's Place Tropical Paradise Saturday, September 1st From 10pm Toronto Nubian Kings and Queens Are you or is someone you know Suffering from constant bad hair days Because of hair loss or alopecia? Think there's no hope for regrowing your crown and glory? Try Protress, organic hair products made from the finest and most holistic ingredients such as rosemary, nettle, and passionflower. Protress hair products encourages hair growth, prevents hair breakage, and strengthens weak, fragile, or breaking afro hair. Regenerate and regrow long, thick curls, kinks, and coils with Protress. Visit Protress Hair Care. Dot co dot uk. That's protresshaircare.co.uk to order your monthly supply today. All right, listeners, welcome back. Um, thank you to the sponsors. And you're listening to this week in interview on tdnradio.net. Uh, welcome back, you regular listeners. I appreciate your time. If tonight is the first time you're listening to this week in interview, I hope you have a great hour with us and um, that, that will convince you that we're worth your time and you will come back every every Wednesday. My guest tonight on this week in interview is Mr. Washway Douglas. Um, he's the former mayor of the city of Portsmouth in the north of Dominica. And um, as I said before the break, uh, Portsmouth and Dominica has been in the news um, almost constantly in the last week or so with the announcement of the withdrawal of Ross University from Dominica and all that implications. It's, it's been reported that Ross and the activities associated with providing services to the medical students uh, contributed an estimated 30%, 30% of Dominica's GDP. And so, as you can imagine, the withdrawal or sudden withdrawal of that from Dominica would have an impact. So I want to say a very warm welcome to Mr. Douglas. Um, I am so happy that you were able to make time um, to come and to share uh, your perspective, your perspective from on the ground in Portsmouth in Dominica with the listeners. We appreciate you. Welcome to this week in interview. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Um, um I'd like to say that I um, appreciate the invitation and we hope that um, this hour we can explain um, what exactly is Ross University, how they started and um, issues like that. I myself um, am an engineer by profession, worked and lived in the United States for a while and came back to Dominica to help transform the country and um, I still feel that there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, in terms of transforming the country, transforming Portsmouth, 
the overcomings, you know, the um, the quality of life for for people. So yes, um, so so you say you're an engineer, worked in America, and eventually went back to Dominica. But we also know that you're part of the Douglas family, um, and the enterprises and industry of the Douglas family for a very long time was the engine, the economic engine in the northern part of Dominica, and by extension Dominica on a whole. Uh, and, and so um, when Ross came in around 40 years ago. Uh, I guess it it sort of complemented um, all of that industry, especially with the um, subsequent downturn in bananas and coconuts and and, and those are kind of activities. So, I, I, if you spend a little time and just lay the ground, you know, the background for people who may not be as familiar with um, with Dominica, with the North, with 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 you know, the, the history of Ross. Um, can you just paint a little a brief background picture for us as to you know that that can that can provide perspective for our conversation? Actually, um, in Dominica back in the sixties, um, bananas came, and then you had a situation where every week you had um, shipment of bananas through the long haul port um, to England on the geese boat. I'm now. The situation also that gives own wood for the estate where they planted bananas, they also own, I think, um, Cassie Bruce and one or two other areas. I like of TDC, I think, own Cassie Bruce. And gives also own um, the Figure estate where it was strictly bananas planted there. And a lot of other local farmers in Marigold West live all over the north. In fact, all over Dominica planted bananas. So the bananas was king in that time. But um, around 1970, a gentleman named Robert Ross came to Dominica and said he wanted to open a medical school in Dominica. Um, he started off in, I think, Castaway's Hotel, about four or five students. And um, a number of people thought that that whole thing was a hoax. So the government at the time, I think what the Labour Party was there in power at the time. And um, when the Freedom Party came to power in 1980, um, Eugenia Charles did not like that kind of um, cocoa macaque, which, which kind of masqueraded itself as Ross University, and was all bent on, on, on shutting it down. That time, my brother Mike was a parliamentarian of Ross. He worked out with um, another gentleman called Baba Butler and uh, Ross, and they Ross to um, Picard. Um, the students lived, maybe had about 10 or 15 students, they lived all over Portsmouth in the various rooms, wherever they could get a room. And then I remember then Mrs. Um, and his armor built a little shed where they could um, put their cadavers. And um, that's where Ross started from very humble beginning. But, but all through that time, the Freedom Party was never in, um, interested in Ross. In fact, in fact, when Ross started, Ross started as the Dominica School of Medicine um, under the um, Labour Party in 1978. But when um, the Freedom Party came to power, Mary Junior said they had to change the name. So they eventually changed the name to um, Robert Ross, Ross um, School of um, Medicine. At that time, also brought in the, um, the vet school, and the vet school eventually had to be got so much pressure, they had to move to Senkip. But at one time, both vet school 
and the medical schools were impossible. So, Ross himself did not have a lot of money to, um, to provide the classrooms and the um, accommodation. So his initial classroom actually was a kind of a combination of a little shed. And Mrs. Amar, as I said before, built a, a small shed where they could put their cadavers. On the other side, on the other side, the local people started providing rooms. <clears throat> At first, most of the rooms provided were, were impossible. But as the school developed more and more, people started building more and more rooms in um, Picard. Now, now, before we get to that, Picard itself was owned by Geese Industries. And when Geese left um, Omnica, they were not no longer interested in doing business in Omnica. Um, Mike and various other people came together, and the farmers and the workers of Geese came together and said that for compensation for the work that people have given at Geese in Picard for all these years, um, Geese could, could com should compensate them by giving them something. And it was worked out that depending on the length of time you were at Geese, you would get various portions of land. So a lot of farmers, a lot of farmers got land in Picard. And um, um, some of these farmers, when Ross started growing, um, expanding, like Kenzie Mitchell built um, rooms for us based on land that he got from compensation when he was working as a driver at Picard. So, so it's very interesting to know that um, a lot of the local people and, and, and farmers and, and workers of the estate end up being landlords themselves and had to. Um, change their, their mindset from being um, workers to being um, landlords. So um, that is really the humble beginnings of Ross. And from there, Ross expanded and expanded. I remember in 19, 1992, Mike died in 1992. And just around this time, there was another push again to shut down the university. And at that time, Rosie, who was the rep at that time, came in and he started a series of demonstrations to, to express to the government at the time, Freedom Party, led by Mary Junior Charles, that we will not allow the school to be closed. And um, even a member of the Freedom Party, a cabinet member of the Freedom Party, joined that, that, um, that um, series of meetings. Jenna Armour was a member of the Freedom Party and a cabinet member. Joined the meetings. So eventually, um, the Prime Minister, Eugenia Charles, had to back off. Once that happened, I think the school started growing in lips and bounds. So the school grew to from maybe a few hundred to up to 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4, fluctuating between 1,000 to 1,004. So, um, but that, that you could mark that um, large increase in expansion of the school after that um, demonstration in 1992. The, the school just started growing lips and bounds. What happened also is that most of the people that were living in Portsmouth, um, the students who were living in Portsmouth moved to Picard, where a lot of more buildings and apartments were being built. At first, the apartment was kind of an all-in-one all kind of apartment, where you had a little kitchenette, room, and toilet was one. As the quality improved, you know, bathrooms, and bathrooms, kitchen, and the apartment became very, very um, upscale. 
with television, microwave, kettle, you know, so that's the kind of quality of um, mm-hmm. of apartments that were provided for the students. And the apartments were comparable or even better than anything you could find in the States for, for that kind of um, student housing. It became very, very sophisticated. And um, sometimes the students claim that the, the, the um, student rate or the, the accommodation rate was a little high. But if you check the rates, it was kind of very... Um, it was comparable to what you in the U.S. Comparative yeah. to the, what you had in the United States. Right. So, so yeah, that that no that that that's a <laughs> I did not even know all of that. Um, you know, and very very humble beginnings. So so take us fast forward now to, um, Dominica, um, before say pre Erica, pre pre Maria, um, where Ross is now was now playing an outsized um role in the economy of Dominica by some reports contributing some 30% of the country's um, gross domestic product? Well, well, Ross grew a lot. Ross grew a lot. Um, as I said, from 1990, it grew a lot. And what you are you are um, happening is that um, the student, well, first of all, Ross is um, like a first semester in Dominica. So you come in, you know, and there are three semesters a year, and then one more semester, and then they move on to Florida. So in the expansion of Ross, in the expansion of Ross, you are... Uh, the accommodation section was always owned by Dominicans. In, in Dominican provide the rooms, and then the um, academic section was owned by Ross. That was kind of a, a the split in ownership of the Ross University. Right, the arrangement. Of course, uh-huh. services and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, meals was also provided by the local population. Mm-hmm. And Ross itself had a, a staff made of, of professors and tutors. And then a lot of applause came from Dominica in terms of um, the clerical staff and, and financial aid and whatever, you know, helping in the processing of, of, of students came from Dominica. So, so Ross reached a point where I would say it was, let's say, 30% in that range of the Dominican economy. It was maybe over 60 70% of the personal economy. Because Portsmouth relied on us a lot, whether you know it or not. Um, um, if you were not directly employed from Ross, when that money of Ross starts flowing in the economy, um, you might have a bar somewhere down the road and you would get a piece of that money. Um, Dominic, for instance, when Ross had expanded, they ran the high tension lines through Portsmouth. When Ross had expanded, they moved their lines right across at the back of Portsmouth Street in the and um, Ross was their biggest customer um, in terms of power. When I say Ross, the, um, I'm talking about the academic section, mm-hmm. but um, the, the, the um, residential section, I guess, was the same, although it's many different owners. But uh, when a student comes home in the night, first thing they do, they put their AC on. So, um, Ross was a very high-level um, customer to, to Domlek, same as the Wasco, same as... Um, um, the telecom industry is Cape Wireless and Digicel. You know, because when you call your parents, you know, you, you spend money to call your parents, whether it's what, whatever it means. So there's where Ross stood in the, in, in the scheme of things. Also, the other thing, like intangible, like when you work at Ross, you, you need to go to work at 8 o'clock. There's a certain discipline that Ross instilled in the Dominican, um, or at least in the Postmore area. 
although there were many people from out of Fosma of Amos and Ross, there were a number of doctors from Dominica that thought of Ross as tutors. So you could work at the prison market hospital, have your private practice, and share Ross once or twice a week. So that was another income that came in to the, um, to the doctors in um, Ross. Uh, I'm just trying to give you a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. White, but, but, but what I want you... Uh-huh. We, we, and I mean, that, that is, a, is a very clear picture. And, and so, to extend that a little bit now, um, talk about what the mood is right now in Portsmouth in terms of um, the, the same people who, are, who, have been, who have been producing that's the services and depending on the presence of Ross. I know um, Hurricane Maria disrupted Ross. Um, operation and and so they were not actively getting that income that they would have normally been accustomed to but they were looking forward to it coming back now that it is confirmed that ross is not coming back um what 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 is the mood what is the reaction um what what is the mindset of the people in in that area now first of all you have to realize that um, the average the average um, um, income per, let's say if you are a landlord and you rent an apartment, the average income is about 500 US a month per apartment. Mm-hmm. When you, let's say if you have 1,200 students and at um, 500 average um, US per month, if you remove that from the economy, it's very, very hard because you go out and borrow, borrow bank money or whatever area you got your money from, your funding from. And you have been accustomed to the month to pick up your your your, your um, rent, um, pay your bills, um, send your children to school, put some aside for your retirement, and then suddenly all that go up in smoke. Similarly, all the workers that, that worked at Ross um, that went up in smoke, all the vendors that went up in smoke, the, the um, services, laundry, and all these services went up in smoke. So um, and it will be very very difficult. You know, and, and the other thing too, after the hurricane, after the hurricane, there was the kind of saying that Ross would come back. So even if you water in your waist, you know that you can tie your waist, but you're just waiting for Ross to come back. And then when, when they are back, it will come back to normal over time. Now, even the banks will give you a break and say, okay, we will ease up on you still until Ross come back. Now, when you get the definitive um, word that Ross is not coming back, you know what I mean? It's really, really hard on a number, number of people, and and it it, it ranges from shock to um, to anger to sometimes people just keeping quiet and see what's happening. But everybody, believe me, have a reaction to us, even though some of them might not express it um, verbally. But everybody have an, a, a reaction, especially people that were directly involved in us, whether it's workers or uh, service people or um, rooms provided. Writers of rooms, you know, everybody have a reaction to Ross, and it will hit everybody hard. I mean, I have nothing to do with Ross, but I know living in the town is going to hurt us. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, so there is a varying kind of reaction, and and frankly, even before even before Ross um, um, closed, there was an overbuilding of rooms in in, in Boston. So we had at least at least a thousand rooms, maybe more, empty rooms. So there was adequate room for anything that we wanted to do in the, um, in the Picard area in terms of accommodation. So when I hear people say that um, certain things, I myself, um, you know, I just say, why, why we didn't pull these 100 rooms? You know, so it, it, it's just a sad situation. And um, a lot of people are hurting. There's a lot of hurt right now. 
So, so I mean, we went with the announcement, with the definitive announcement, as you say, that Ross was not coming back. We saw this really groundswell of public awareness of Ross. Um, not that people were not aware of Ross all the time, but we did not get that vocal, um, you know, after, say after Maria and Ross not being there, we did not see that rallying. Why? Why didn't we see? a rally in either from the central government um, perspective or the, um, the, the central government perspective or the, 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 you know, at, the at the local government level, the, the, the town council or, or any kind of um, movement. They say, say, for example, the homeowners come together in an association or something and help to, because, because, from all reports, it is saying that Ross was interested in coming back to Dominica until very recently, um, when they yeah. when they made the assessment that their 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 return seemed like it would be too delayed, um, for their for to make business sense. Um, what is your feel? Why why we did not see the same? I don't want to say outrage, but the same reaction we get. Why didn't we get that after Maria to try to 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 make it possible for them to come back sooner? Frankly, I'll tell you straight, there's a, there's a fairness in our, in our, uh, the way we, we behave. Because I myself, I know, um, who came with, um, Mackenzie Mitchell, who came with, um, Divos Alexander, and one or two other people. Um, we have tried to make, um, because that's when I was in the council, you know, I was pushing that line a lot. We tried to make a, a housing association. And you would start a housing association, and everybody would be interested. And then the sooner the um, issue kind of died down, everybody dropped out. I remember once Ross was interested. And when I say Ross, remember Ross got sold maybe three times. Right. He started mm -hmm. with Robert Ross and then it, it right. got sold to another gentleman. And mm -hmm. then it got sold again to the bride. And right now it's another set of people that own it. But um, when we say, when we try to make these things, I think Ross was interested in building their own accommodation section to get a bigger piece of the pie. I mean, all a number of people were interested in coming to those meetings. But as soon as we, that was resolved, people stopped coming to meetings. And that same attitude went in up until recently. It was only after the hurricane that certain and those came together and started talking about the Landlord Association again. That may be the fourth time they are trying it. And right now, there is a small Landlord Association that is building up um, 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 steam. I think they, called, they, 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 they expanded the name to the, um, so that they not only include landlords, but they include hospitality. It's more a hospitality as association. But um, generally, people have a very laissez-faire attitude, and, and that is not very good, because if we had a strong attitude, like these people could have asked to be part of the negotiating team or asked to be involved in whatever discussion, so they would have been more up-to-date and were able to tell us very clearly what they were going to do to help um, develop enthusiasm for whatever shoes that Ross had and to get it done. So at the end of it all, if the people of Picard and Possum have shown a lot of, of enthusiasm for keeping Ross here, I don't care who it is, they would have followed suit. If you, if we as a people did not show that kind of, um, leadership and did not show that interest at that level, then you, the, the, whoever it is could do what they want and, and feel that they, you know, there's no consequences for that. 
so, so, so this is and, um, we are to be blamed for not forming various um, institutions and bodies to safeguard our own interests. Very interesting observation. Now, I have I have somebody else on the line. Um, his name is Neil Nixon. Neil lives in um in the U.S. and he's been very um vocal on the reaction of us. Neil, welcome to this week in interview. Um, I, I, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we also have Mr. Washway Douglas on the line. Um, we're talking. Well, obviously, you know we're talking about Russ. Um, I, I, I wanted you to to join the conversation because uh, we reside in the diaspora. Um, Mr. Douglas resides in Dominica. Um, what we hear, what we uh, what we get on social media, I wanted to get it on the ground. But also, I, I wanted to bring you into the conversation to just share a little bit um, with him and with the audience. Um, you know, the reaction from, from Dominicans and friends of Dominicans who reside outside of Dominica to the news um, that Russ is withdrawing from Dominica? Well, it was a big shock. I mean, a big shock to a lot of us. I mean, we know it's going to be a great loss for people on the ground. Mm-hmm. And the question is, who do we move on from, from, from here? What lessons have we learned? Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, Sir Douglas' last point he made was that one of the reasons that contributed to the result was the lack of self-advocacy, lack of organization, and maybe some kind of leadership on behalf of um, of the of the of the homeowners and the different business people in in Dominica. Um, so I'm going to stay with you a little bit. As we talk about lessons learned, what um, as somebody in the diaspora who's interested in in contributing to Dominica's development, what does that? What, what do you think of when you hear that? Well, if you look, I wrote an article about four weeks ago that was published uh, on BNO and as well as a song. Mm-hmm. If we go back, if you go back to two thousand three, Vivai. Um, went public around that time on the stock market. The price per share was about 12. Can you speak a little closer to the mic? Neil, you're fading a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, twi- the, the price per share of the rise was about $12 a share. Dominica, St. Martin, and St. Keith had gotten together, purchased about 5% of the shares it will cost them collectively about $45 million. Now it's a lot of money. But today the value would be about $180 million. Now, as a 5% shareholder, that would give you the right to be on the board of directors of that company. Today, Dominica would have a representative on the board of directors and to determine the future of that company. We have to begin to think of ownership. We've got to begin to think like Jews. That will give us a bigger bargaining position at the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that is how we move forward. By thinking of ownership. Not mm-hmm. just bringing companies in, but how do we own a share? How do we get an equity position in that company right. so that we can also determine
them in our future. Okay, so so um, Mr. Douglas, an interesting perspective um, on two uh, from two different ends of the spectrum. Um, so let me say the same question to you in terms of going forward. Um, based on what you see as the lack of advocacy and a lack of leadership um, and, and organization, and, and Neil um, probably suggesting a little bit of maybe more innovative or creative thinking in terms of saying, you know, why can't we own a stake in the company that, that has such a large um, share of our GDP? Um, how do we then approach what we, what we face with, with, the, with the absence of Ross? No, no, I was saying that Neil was, I don't know if you heard him, he said that, I heard him, I heard right, him. so I was saying how do we, uh, you know, how, do, how, do, how, how does that experience or missed opportunities, how is that going, how do we take that and, and try to go forward, um, what are our options really? Well, well, the thing is about that, um, as, I, as I said before, and I agree with what Neil said, what, what you have happening is that basically Ross came to Dominica with an idea. Ross, Ross really didn't have money when he came here. He came with an idea and, and basically the, the um, network of Ross was built up through a lot of um, accommodation from Dominicans, whether they provided the early rooms and, or provided the accommodation and whatnot. And somewhere, somehow in there, we should have jumped on board, not only in the housing section, but on the, on the academic section too, and have a piece of that tie because Remember when um, um, Ross sold, when Ross sold out in 2000, around 2000 he sold out to the first time he sold out, only for $200 million. And um, that basic $200 million was, was built right there in Portsmouth. So we also have to start looking to see early on how do we um, own a piece of the pie. And uh, we should have probably looked even beyond the housing association and whatnot to be um, five, ten, and whatever percentage owner of the um, university. And that way would have a lot more crowd because if you own part of it, it's much harder for them to pick up and run. Not only that, if they're going to pick up and run, you would have been privy to some of the discussions that are going on inside. Right, so I support that point a lot, and not, and not only in Ross, but going beyond Ross, we have to start thinking in that light if we are going to be a people as independent. So... <laughs> So let me no, no I think I think this is a this is a great time to take a, a very short break. Uh, when we come back, um, I want us to to discuss what to how does Dominica how does Dominica recover um, in the middle of the recovery from Maria? How do we recover from this additional blow to um, to our our economy with the departure of Ross? Um, a quick word from the sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Place presents the best of kings, the very best of kings on Labor Day weekend, September 1st, 2018, at the Tropical Paradise, 1367 Utica Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, featuring Out of the Nature Isle, Checo, JD, Psy, Lugus, Kranta, Hunter, Super L, Rabbit, Ventura, NC, Ladies, Jali, and Singing Janice, Wizard, Hurricane, not the Hurricane Maria, the Cleve Jean Jacques Hurricane, eight time morning. Nice. And the reigning monarch, King Bob! King Bob backed up Bob. by Lambert and the Matadors of Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, T and G. And from Wadabli Antigua, Onion from the ever popular Burning Flames with the Onion Effect Band. Loving you is wrong. I don't wanna be 
alongside Big Ben. Big, Big ben. 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 Come see the cream of the crop at their best at the Calypso Best of Kings, September 1st, 2018, Tropical Paradise, Brooklyn, New York. Tickets only $40, more at the gate. Please call the following numbers in the following areas to book your tickets. Boston, Massachusetts, 617-785-4206. Houston, Texas, 214-229-5553. Toronto, Canada, 416-894-9754. Dominica, 767-235-6824. For online purchasing, visit islandeventtickets.com islandeventtickets.com For all other information, call 917-865-6393 or 281-701-1589 or you can call 767-235-7800 Ladies and gentlemen, you can't afford to miss this one! A ruthless Dominican New York! We coming! by Larry's Larry's Place Tropical Paradise, Saturday, September 1st, from 10 p.m. Toronto. Nubian kings and queens, are you or is someone you know suffering from constant bad hair days because of hair loss or alopecia? Think there's no hope for regrowing your crown and glory? Try Protress, organic hair products made from the finest and most holistic ingredients such as rosemary, nettle, and passionflower. Protress hair products encourages hair growth, prevents hair breakage, and strengthens weak, fragile, or breaking afro hair. Regenerate and regrow long, thick curls, kinks, and coils with Protress. Visit protressharecare.co.uk. That's protressharecare.co.uk to order your monthly supply today. All right, listeners, welcome back. Um, you know, we have to take care of business. Uh, thank you to the sponsors. And tonight on this weekend interview, my guest um, is Mr. Washway Douglas. And we also joined on the phone my other guest, um, Mr. Neil Nixon. Neil uh, giving a, a perspective from the diaspora. And um, Mr. Douglas on the ground, at ground zero in Portsmouth, Dominica, right in the middle of the response to the departure of, of um, Ross University from Dominican Medical School. Um, almost, uh, I'm in the U.S., and most of my interactions with um, Americans who tell me that they know Dominica, because the majority of people confuse the name Dominica and think it's the Dominican Republic. But most of the people who have it straight and know clearly that there is Dominica are people who have been associated with Ross. Either they studied at Ross, or their brother, or their husband, their son, their daughter was a student at Ross, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and so so Ross played that role as well. All of those soft, um, if you want to call it that, effects are lost. Um, so, you know, Mr. Douglas, I, I want you to, to talk a little bit about um, how, as a as a as a country, Dominica is going to 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 approach the recovery from from this blow of losing uh, um, Ross University. Yes. So um, the thing is about that. Um, even while Ross was there, um, there was at least at least a thousand plus empty rooms across that we overbuilt. Mm-hmm. So 
one of the things that we're looking at is, is weekend tourism, trying to invite um, travelers from Guadeloupe and Martinique come, on, come to Portsmouth on a weekend and occupy some of the rooms in the town, whether it's in Picard or in Portsmouth. But we're very much interested in doing that, and it's something that we have been working on, and hopefully, hopefully we'll get that started um, um, soon. Right. We also we also looking at the possibility of um, of well I, I think I think there's a big possibility for developing a school of performing arts at that at that location. The classrooms are already there, the um, accommodation is there, and I think that if targeted properly, I think that could be a very um, good uh, business that we can get into, and it will also help our tourism industry. So these, these are some of the areas that we are looking at a uh, um, good possibility of um, of developing. The other thing too is that Guadeloupe and Mat because uh, they are very expensive, so there are other things that we could attract in in from Guadeloupe and Martinique. It was on a while we from down from Portsmouth um, to to come in there and 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 do some do some business. But, you know, although I think it's a very sad blow, I think if we are creative and we allow creative people to function um, without much shackles around them, we should be able to recover, uh, I wouldn't say in very quick time, but in reasonable time. And it would be a, it would be a difficult um, um, climb back, but I think it can be done. It can be done, but we have to be clear thinking and we have to have um, remove all, all roadblocks and allow people to function and make it happen. All right, um, Neil, Neil, um, I, I want to ask you the same question um, because um, hindsight being 2020, we, we see the opportunity that was missed in terms of um, owning a piece of the pie at, at the corporate level, you know, at, uh, um, being, uh, being on the board. As you explained, if this country's where facilities existed that purchased five percent of the country of the owner owner company, um, we would have would have earned the right to be on the board. Uh, so, going what 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 do you see going forward? Well, I, I think it's good to and wise to start with fundamental principles. Rot itself, the loss of rot itself is not a problem, it's a symptom of a, of, of a problem. A great nation grows from within, it does not grow from without. You cannot import growth. Growth has to come from your own human capital. Therefore, what I see is the solution here it would be a smart public-private partnership. Tapping into the resources of Dominicans at home and abroad. The resources, the ambition, the networks, tap into that. And bring, contact the Dominican doctors overseas, the intellectuals, those who are, have the finance, those who have the ambition to get things done, and come together as a collective to create something magnificent in Portsmouth. Now, we could do something in the tourism health arena where tourists come to Dominica, they can get their, their, their small surgery done, they could do lip job, breast implants, 
um, dentistry on one side of that um, property. And on the other side where people have so many empty apartments, let us introduce timeshare into Dominica. Dominica doesn't have any timeshare property. So let's introduce the concept into Dominica and let people buy timeshare a week, a month, or whatnot on the other side where people have their apartments. But whatever the solution is, it, ha it has to be a smart public-private partnership. And the possibility of Dominicans owning shares in whatever that entity is going to be. Yeah, so, so, so Mr. Douglas, um, do you see like an awakening with, with some people in shock or is it too early to, to, to see that? Some, some people walking around in shock, some people quiet, some people are outraged. Um, do you see some kind of awakening that would indicate that the, the, the people in the area who are directly affected uh, are in a mind frame now? Of, of getting organized and, and getting about business and, and that kind of thing. What do you see from, from are, are there any hope, glimmers? Well, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I think that you have been, you know, people, in, uh, something like that happened, you know, people will talk about it a little bit and then they'll start focusing on the next steps. Mm -hmm. So we might be right now in between both that people kind of react into what just happened and they start looking forward to the next steps. So I, so the, the, the next step might not be clear yet while they go through that shock. But um, point that, the point that Neil made a while ago, I think it's very important because if we had invested in Ross from day one as part of the stakeholder of Ross, when he came in, we probably would be sitting with Ross here right now because we'd be part of the decision making. So we make sure that when we go forward again, that we are part and parcel of this decision making um, through ownership. Very, very important. But, 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 but I mean, I mean, let, we, me, we, let me jump in we, there. We, and we will recover, but how are we going to recover and how soon are we going to recover? We cannot say yet. Let, let, let me jump in there and ask your question, Mr. Douglas. To recover. We could have kept Ross and, and, and have another, another industry going side by side with Ross. There was no need to have Ross go and then we have to go and fight for a second one again. So, so all our life will be spent going from to limes to, to um, bananas to to Ross and keep going, you know, um, vanilla. I mean, when, when will that ever stop? Well, well, that is what, that's, that's exactly what I was going to, um, to ask you. Um, uh, 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 what, what are the contributing factors you think that prevented, that made Ross see it as beneficial to pick up and go start from scratch somewhere else rather than try to, to recover from, from the devastation from Maria uh, or, or, or is it that is not just Maria that, that, that precipitated that decision? Well, there are a number of things they have to look at. First of all, we had Erica um, that threw down a, a few bridges. We had some of the roads in Picard who were in bad shape. We have a number of things like that. But I think the major thing to me, to me the major thing is that our political system needs to be revised. And I, I'll be very blunt, I'm blunt on that. Our political system needs to be revised. Because once we get elected, I don't care who it is, we start believing that all the knowledge resides in one head, in two heads, and we need to change from that. Because there are a lot of smart people out there, a lot of people willing to contribute, but you lock them out from the process, and as a result, when things are going to happen, look at the, all you guys in the U.S. 
I mean, you guys could be finding out from us from New Jersey, wherever us is, what are the issues. Use the American style of negotiating to help us. We have a number of people that could have helped in the process. But because we believe all the, um, all the um, less we, all the knowledge relies in one hand, then we end up doing that time and time again. And no sooner you come into power, you, you, you start nice, and then you feel you have enough, a, a lot of power, and you start behaving the same way again, over and over and over again. So we need to find a way how to change that. And I'll be very, very blunt on that. And why, why think about it? Why think and say, well, look, we need to change the fundamental system where people um, get more in the decision-making, and there are a lot of people, um, um, and we reutilize all our resources. That doesn't mean that everything I say you'll agree with and everything you say will agree with. But if I can hear what you have to say, my decision will be a stronger decision getting the input from you. I could reject it or accept it, but I got it. Okay? Yeah, I, I, very, very strong point. Neil, as somebody in the diaspora who, who a lot of us decide that we, um, we would like to go back and help, I would like to go back and leave, we would like to go back and invest, um, what do you sense on the ground? I don't know when was the last time you were in Dominica, but with, with uh, communication, um, you know, things are, things are, information is available. What kind of changes, I, I would ask, put the question that way, what kind of changes do you think would be necessary to, to change the fortune of Dominica? Because um, Mr. Douglas made a very, very strong point. He's like, well, Lime's Dominica is the leading producer of Lime products. That fell, and after that fell, bananas came. And, and, and after bananas fell, well, not, uh, but uh, Ross and a couple of other things picked up from, from the slack when bananas fell. Now, Ross is gone, and it's, it seems like we can only have one, um, one and a half um, items driving the economy at a time. Um, what kind of changes, structural changes, permanent changes, you think would be necessary to change that around? Well, you know, when, when the British discovered Hong Kong, the commander of the British Army said they had discovered a piece of rock. Today, Hong Kong, if you look at the GDP per capita, it's about $50,000. Why? Because they tapped into their human resource. It is, it is not... Um, Limes or coconut or any of that. These things, these things do not matter. What matters is human resource. Do you value your human resource? That's it. And so I like what Washway said. We have to create a framework where anybody from Dominica who wants to contribute have the opportunity to contribute. You cannot develop Dominica without the sense of the collective. That's why I say we have to, we have to begin to initiate more smart private public partnerships. Yeah, so, and, and of course, that is never going to happen if we have an environment where there is no accountability. And which goes back again to what Washwe said, that the political system needs, we need like a fundamental change in the political system where when people 
when we elect somebody to office, we have the means and we have the mechanisms in place to hold them accountable. Um, when I was growing up, House of Assembly used to be held more often. And at that house, members of the house would question each other and the rules of the house demanded that they answer. Uh, in this environment, we only see the sitting of the house when it's, when, when it's necessary or when it's required for expediency because the constitution says you have to pass a budget because some bank wants us to adopt some rules and because we want to pass a state of emergency. We don't see that, um, accountable, that, that tradition of accountability being carried forward. So maybe we need something more robust, um, well, something yes. that doesn't depend on the personality of a man to, to make sure that there is accountability. Man needs laws to govern himself. Just remember, just remember, very good Christians in Germany participated in the elimination of five million Jews. Because why? I mean, the, the laws change, so the personalities change, the environment change. So man needs laws to govern himself constantly. So yeah, we need some, we need some constitutional amendments, um, such as the day for election is a set day and everybody knows what it is. Um, it should be legal for any leader to touch public money and to, to be giving money publicly to anyone he feels like giving it out to. These are the kind of amendments we need to govern ourselves. It's not a personality, you know. It's principle. We need laws. I myself, I need laws to govern myself. And so what, what's happening, I, I, I don't know if you guys can remember, you go back 20 years, I remember when Rosie was trying to win the election and UWP was in power. We are now having the very same debate that we had back then. We are going through the same discussion over and over and over. And so we need some constitutional amendments. We're going to have some leaders that have backbones to, to introduce those amendments. Are we going to need a population that demands those amendments? But... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you something about population. And let's, let's go back to the Bible, if I need. Mm -hmm. Israel did well when its leaders were good. And when its leaders were bad, Israel did bad. The people follow the leader. The country adopts the character of the leader. So goes the, so goes the elders, so goes the church. The CEO, so goes the company, so goes the CEO. So we have to start with, 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 with leadership. I was sure what 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 is your take on on what we on what on where the discussion is going? What is your take on this leadership idea? Do we have a vacuum of leadership? Um, do we have uh, uh, antiquated legal system? What 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 is your sense? Um, being on the ground in Dominica, are you hearing okay. me? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize we had lost you. Um, okay. I yeah. So, so I was asking because um, Neil was pointing out the the need for 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 new laws, the need for new behaviors, and so on. So I was asking you, 
Um, what is your take on that? That that, that it, it, the suggestion is is a vacuum in in in, in leadership. Um, our, our our constitution may be a little bit antiquated, and we need to we need to bring it up to date. Um, what what are some of the structural um, actions that we need to take that's going to create an environment that's going to encourage people to come in and to and to give their time and resources to to development? Well, my 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 um my um suggestion is very radical. First of all, out of campaign finance reform. Mm-hmm. You know, that, There's um, nothing radical about that, if I may say so. But okay. Hello. Yes, yes, you can hear me. Yeah, yes. Okay. No, first of all, I love campaign finance reform. Any funding that you go into, um, using the campaign, going to be provided by the state, and you're going to have strict, strict rules of that. Secondly, I believe in 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 one term, term limits, and I just believe you should have one term. If you are that good, this person come there, like you as an advisor. But I don't believe because the second term usually start doing things under the table or, or cookedness or, or taking money on the side or because you want to stay there forever, you take this. I believe it should be right across the board. One term you have, everybody have one term. And thirdly, we are right now in the age of everybody have a cell phone. So we can have much more democracy in the system than we had before where um, people had no phones. So right now almost you could almost get an opinion from people. Um, Find a system where people are much more in, into the system because, because it's, it's democracy is for and by the people. So since we have all kind of means registering our, our preferences, let us start using that not only once every five years at a ballot box, but let's use that as much as we can. These are some of the changes that I would see because at the end of it all, things like that I think would bring more brains to the, to the fore. More people will feel they want to get involved. And I think at the end of it all, Maybe after some initial um, kinks and, um, and hiccups, we would get a system where the true sentiment of the people will be, will be at the front. Because at the end of it all, we want a country that caters for everybody and everybody feels that like they are part of the country and they have a stake in the country. And we need to get back to that, that, that level. So, so how, how, how are we going to mobilize ourselves to, to move in that direction? Because if the government that's in power is not going to 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 make those changes, because it's not it's not in their interests in terms of their objective of remaining in power, we vote them out and we put another government. Does if that government up, you know, also wants to remain in power, they might not see it as something beneficial to them. How how as a population then we we can break that catch you know catch twenty. Well, well, the thing is about that everybody people kind of see. I told the time people have to start saying, look, is that what we want? And if we put you there, that's what you want. And when you misbehave, we find means to take you out. Because um, if we don't do that, then you, you, you take out one. I like the number because it's a TV, watch me mm-hmm. You take out one, and then the next person comes in, they take this, and the, the whole cycle continues. And it's very, very difficult. You, know, you go around the world, and, and you have that situation that people get in, and they don't want to get out. You know, so it has to be written. That, it has to be written. Thing, but, but I think that we must try, try our best because I think Dominica is too small for us not to bring all our things on the table. We are too so small. We already have a small population. We really need to recruit all our brains, bring them forward, and make good things happen. So, so if there is a silver lining to this um, dire development, it should be change, right? 
Not this yeah, positive change, yeah, progressive change. Yeah, not change, change in the sake of change. Change going the other way too. Right, right, but 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 uh, and again, accountability. People should be held accountable. Leaders, people who are in charge should be held accountable, and there should be change. I I I am past the, the hour mark. Um, I I I want to give um give Neil an opportunity to make um some closing remarks, uh, vis-a-vis the whole outlook. Um, uh, just, you know, anything that you that that you want to 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 bring up and talk about. Um, in terms of you know what are we going to do as a country? Because if we're not careful, the economy can collapse. You know, um, how 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 are we going to 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 really keep all those ends together so they don't flare away? Yeah, I, I think for too long we have depended upon outside for assistance. You can again. You cannot grow a nation from without. It has to be from within. Maybe that's a, a, a teachable moment. That it's time to tap into the human resources of our people, because that that's principle number one. You can never grow a nation without first tapping into the human resources, the human capital of your people. But are, but isn't so many inter- huh? but Neil isn't the well, most well. isn't the most resourceful human resource residing outside of Dominica? I think that's an arguable um, point, no? Well, well, if it, it residing outside of Dominica is not a problem, it's a symptom of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was asking that I was asking that with the point that it has to happen from within, or when you when you say within, but, you include Dominicans no matter where they are. Dominicans at home and abroad. Okay. Because if you look, look, you have a company like MasterCard. It's a multi-billion dollar company. The CEO is in New York. The chairman of the board is in London. And both of these guys work together to, to, to conduct a profitable multi-billion dollar company. In the world of technology and and uh, different means of communication, there's no reason why you cannot do it. Right. Yeah. So, so, so the key is the key is utilizing our human resource. Um, what yeah, I'm going to give. You look at you look at Ireland. Ireland was developed in the nineties. Ireland was booming. It was the Irish who went back, and when they went back, they took Microsoft. They took Dell with them. Right. Mm. The same thing with the Jewish diaspora. How they developed Israel. You know. So, so Washu, I'm going to give you the last word. Um, where do we? How, how how do we put one foot in front of the other? Which what is what are the first steps you see um, to get us out of this quandary? Well, as I said, the, 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 the situation is that we are still located between Guadeloupe and Martinique, eight hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. euros in their pocket, and just as Monaco have one of the highest standards of living world, Dominica should start thinking of Martinique in 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 those ways. Ross could be a very good point. We have a lot of accommodation there. We have a lot of rooms that can be used, conferences and whatnot. Let us start targeting some of those things and try to make this area um, something. And, 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 and as, um, as Neil said, have it owned as much as possible or a good section will be owned by Dominicans. So Dominicans are going to pick it, pick, pick, it, pick it up and go anyway. So, so I think these are some of the areas we, we can start on and... and, and um, transform the area. 
It will take a little time, but it will be a very solid thing, and it won't go anywhere if we are successful. And, and then we have the company. At the end of it all, Ross is not here anymore, and we have to start looking at how do we replace the income from Ross. We're not going to do it overnight, but we can start somewhere and, and gradually grow. And as I said, um, let us be like Monaco, right there in the middle of front. We are also in the middle of front. Let's see how we can drive that forward. And what about the physical facility at Ross? I imagine Ross still owns that. Is there, is, is, should there be a mobilization to acquire that from Ross? Well, well it, it would be good for you know, people to... I'm not sure what the arrangement uh, of the government or not. But I think if the people of Portsmouth come together, it would be good that they have um, a good say in what happens there and how it's going to um, impact their future because we really don't want anybody to come there tomorrow and pick up and go again. I mean, we can, we can just take so many of that. So it's just like when, um, when uh, Gif left, just like when Gif left um, Picard, a good portion of Picard was owned by the, was passed on to the workers of Picard. We just want when Ross leave Picard this time, that the tongue and the people working there and the various people that have a stake in that industry get a stake, a chance to at least have a, a say, a significant say in what's going to happen there. That was done before, and it can be done again. Yeah, because that is that is what I was going to say. We ending where we started, where you said that um, Picard used to be an estate, and when Geese left, um, in compensation for the amount of treasure that that the area produced for Geese, um, the people ended up owning owning the property. I, I think maybe a similar um, negotiation could probably happen if we can if we can again tap into the human resource who can make that negotiation. Yeah, and, and, and I'll just add the only mistake we made in that process that we didn't take what enough of the hog on the Ross academic side because if we had not only taken the accommodation accommodation section but we had a chance of earning part of the um, academic section, mm-hmm. there would be Ross would be bigger today. So whatever we do in there again, we have to make sure we have a reasonable stick in it that nobody can pick up and run again with it. Right. Exactly. So, so uh, Washri, I want to tell you thank you so much for making the time to, to bring your perspective. Very unique um, perspective uh, in terms of the start, the background, what's happening right now, and, and some of the glimmers of hope that we can apply going forward. So I hope this is not our last conversation because... You know, I always say Portsmouth is the, even if I'm from Castlebrook, Portsmouth is the, the area where Dominica, the West Coast, going up to the north, is um, the area where Dominica can, can drive the economy of Dominica. I always believe that. So let's, I, I'm inviting you back in the future. Let's talk about more positive sign and let's report on, on some progress. So thank you so much. Hopefully, thanks to all your listeners. Um, Neil, we haven't spoken to you for a long while, but um, yes, sir. And it's good to meet you back on the ES sometime. You know, because I remember when we started the Rosie Douglas Foundation, you were a right. key member, and then suddenly I don't know where you disappeared to. <laughs> so you guys know each other. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> all right, uh, thank you so much, Neil. I want to thank you, man, for coming on. You brought a, you brought a different perspective. An informed perspective, and that is greatly appreciated, man. I I uh, invite you back. We can we can spend an hour talking about possibilities yeah. and and yeah. potentials. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me.
It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. All right. Well, listeners, there you had it. Uh, as I said, very um, interesting conversation. Uh, different perspective. That's what we do on this week in interview. Everything else that's said on social media, we don't need to repeat it. We know the government should be held accountable. Um, we know that this is the neglect and the failure to keep Ross is, is a fa- should be a fireable um, offense. The government should be fired for that. I, I didn't say the prime minister said that the government worked for the people. And if, if, if you're not working for any, any people's interest, you should be fired. That's what the prime minister said uh, a, a few weeks ago. And so, you know, this, I think, any, in any um, job that you are where, where you feel that bad, um, anybody would be fired. So I, I want to say thank you for staying in, listeners. Um, we've had a tremendous conversation. Love the conversation. So let's, let's meet again next week, Wednesday, for another uh, episode of This Week in Interview. And with your host, Anthony Drago, I want to say thank you to my producer and engineer, Sam. Thank you to my regular listeners, the new ones that we got tonight. I hope I see you next week, Wednesday, in Radio Land. And a good night. Have a great weekend. Um, summer vacation is almost up, so make the best of those weekends because soon we're back to school um, for most people. And um, let's you know, come up with creative ways of of really trying to pull Dominica out of this um, hole that we're in. And, and, and of course... I believe the key is change, change, change of government, period, change of leadership, change of constitution, change of mindset, you know, just clean house and start fresh. Uh, so I want to say good night on that note and have a great week. We'll, we'll do this again next week, Wednesday. Thank you to my guest. My guest tonight was Mr. Washway Douglas, former mayor of the city of um, Portsmouth and, and Neil Nixon, current Dominican, currently residing in, um, in Alabama. Good night. Thank you.